Welcome to another edition of KUAR's Week in Review podcast, where we take a look at the news from the week that was. Coming up. The United States joins up with Syria against the world and pulls out of the Paris Climate Accord. Arkansas's congressional delegation celebrates while mayors pledge to continue the goals of the accord. Central Arkansas's 2018 congressional race has some stirrings. A Democrat and an Independent are gearing up to challenge a seat held by Republicans since 2011. And the state's largest music festival, Riverfest, turns 40, but the lineup is getting younger. That's all ahead on this week's Week in Review podcast. I'm Jacob Kaufman. I'm Karen Trico-Stewart. This week, uh, there's a little bit of doubt about it and speculation beforehand, but President Trump withdrew from the Paris Climate Accord, as I think a lot of people thought he sort of would have. This is an agreement that every country in the world, except for the United States, Nicaragua, and Syria, have signed on to. Nicaragua wants these standards to actually be stricter, so that's why they didn't sign on to it. So the United States and Syria on the same boat on this. Uh, Karen, you looked a little bit about uh, the state's all-Republican congressional delegation, right. their response to this. Everybody seems pretty happy we're not going along with the rest of the world. Absolutely. Um, U.S. Senator Tom Cotton released a statement saying, um, I'm more worried about what people pay for electricity in Paris, Arkansas, than I am uh, the Paris Climate World hey, That's Accord. one of our pledge pitches. And there you okay. go. <laughs> yes, that's true, um, which would make them pay a lot more. Uh, senator Cotton's probably our most high-profile high senator. He's speaking in University of Chicago today for some reason for instance, but the rest of the delegation also took this opportunity to chime in. Mm-hmm. Including Rick Crawford, who uh, said he thinks the agreement will cost America American jobs. Yeah, and uh, a lot of these, uh, including Senator Bozeman, he condemned President Obama for ever getting involved in the court. He said it's a lose for America, a big win for China. Mm-hmm. There was a little bit of gray area saying that from some of these statements saying that the U.S. can continue to develop environmentally friendly energy solutions uh, on our own without entering into this agreement. Right. But anyway, of course, it's important to point out that the state's entire congressional delegation, the governor, attorney general, et cetera, they don't believe that man-made climate change is putting the planet or people in any serious peril in the near future. So yep. that's part of this. Okay, so, uh, but that's uh, one side of this. Glenn mm-hmm. Hooks, Arkansas Sierra Club, and a number of mayors, the mayor of Little Rock, mayor of Fayetteville, and the mayor of Osceola along the Mississippi River all chimed in saying that they wish we had stuck with the Paris Climate Accord. Mm-hmm. Karen? So yeah, the Sierra Club um, released a statement saying uh, the leader of the free world has utterly abdicated his responsibility to care for the world um, and abandoned our country's solemn commitment to nearly 200 nations. Yeah, no, that's Glenn Hooks. He also pointed out that there's been a lot of clean energy jobs created in this. We've heard over and over again on NPR this week that there's more jobs in clean energy in the United States than there are in coal by hundreds of thousands. Mm -hmm. I even drove, I went to Memphis this last weekend and we drove by the Maybelline L'Oreal plant on the way to Memphis and they have a new solar installation that powers their plant, for instance. Right. There's also, um, in addition to the Sierra Club's statement, uh, there's also a group called the Climate Mayors, uh, more formally called the Mayor's National Climate Action Agenda. And um, the the mayor of Little Rock, Mark Stodola, and also the mayor of Fayetteville um, signed on to that. And so they are part of a group that promises to continue to honor the goals of the accord and says that cities are really on the front line um, of climate impacts. And so they're more uniquely equipped uh, to lead the fight on climate change. It'd be interesting to see what power a city actually has to make any company do those those sorts of things. The state of California, New York, and uh, one other state, I'm not sure which one it was, have joined up to create some sort of uh, accord as well. They claim that 
the governor of California is even going on a few international trade missions to this effect, trying to advocate their own policy to let the world know that some parts of the country are still interested in this sort of thing. Right. And so basically, they, they say that the unwillingness um, of, of Congress to support binding emission reductions just uh, further underli- underlines the um, importance of mayors. So, But by and large, this is probably a pretty popular decision in Arkansas, which brings us to 2018, sort of. Uh, There's been some action in the second congressional district race in Arkansas for U.S. House seat. That's a seat held by Republican incumbent French Hill. He's in his second term. That seat has been held by Republicans since 2011, but it's probably one of the more uh, Democratic-leaning districts in Arkansas. Although there's a report from Roll Call, a national website that covers Congress, listing they just updated it yesterday all these districts that are likely to lean democrat likely to lean republican contested and nothing in arkansas it's all in solidly republican territory so no predictions nationally of arkansas flipping at all but there are two different candidates uh, paul spencer and natasha holsey who announced exploratory committees this week i spoke with paul spencer this week he filed an exploratory committee under the democratic party He's a teacher at Catholic High School for the past 18 years. He owns a pecan farm and some beehives in Scott, Arkansas. Um, he's pretty pretty left-leaning. Uh, he backed this group called Regnant Populace. He hates Citizens United. He believes that special interest money and such should get out of politics. Enough of me talking. Let's hear what he has to say about why he's running. There is a special group of people, generally uh, corporations and corporate people, and the donor class with names like Goldman Sachs, Bank of America, uh, Club for Growth, Wells Fargo, they're the ones that are typically getting the most representation. And of course, you know, the duty of a representative in the House of Representatives is to represent all of their constituents. But what I'm seeing and what I find most troubling is that the actual people of the second district, people with names like Jacob Kaufman, Paul Spencer, and so forth, we don't get near the representation as these special interests and corporate persons. So oftentimes all that's left is a very little bit, and that's what the average Arkansan gets. So he likes things like Dodd-Frank. He wants the Glass-Steagall Act reinstated. His opponent, French Hill, is a former banker himself, he wants to peel back much of Dodd Frank, saying it's a wet blanket on financial growth. So a big difference between Paul Spencer and French Hill on this. I asked him a little bit about the Affordable Care Act, which is something French Hill has voted to repeal and replace. Prior to the Affordable Care Act, so-called Obamacare, we had very little. We had tens of millions of people who were entirely uninsured. That step, albeit somewhat of a weak step, That was a step forward, going from very little social safety net to having at least a modicum of social safety net. With the uh, Ryan agenda and and Ryan care or Trump care, however you want to phrase it, I definitely don't want to phrase it as an insurance plan because it certainly doesn't seem to be that. 23 million people or so would lose their health insurance under the latest Congressional Budget Office. Absolutely, and they project by 2026, about nine years from now, that it's going to be 56 million or so. Uh, Spencer calls himself a Bernie-crat. After Bernie Sanders, he voted for him in the primary, but for Hillary Clinton in the presidential election. But he says he wants a Medicare-for-all type of system, whereas French Hill wants to rely on the private sector to help uh, give people insurance. Uh, One thing that's always an issue with Arkansas Democrats is where do they stand on 
cultural or values-based issues. Sometimes there's some split between the state and national Democrats. Paul Spencer said he is a Roman Catholic. He is pro-life. He does not favor abortion, but he doesn't really seem to judge women too much. I don't believe that there is an instance when one human being can take the life of another human being. Whether that instance is, is through abortion, whether that instance is through uh, the execution of a person that's accused of a crime, I don't believe that uh, creating an economic system that pushes forward the desire to have wars of discretion for economic gain for a few, that's all life to me is sacred, and all of these circumstances are, are very dire circumstances. I, I don't believe that, again, that we have the right to pick and choose who lives. So, I don't know, to me, uh, he's a left-leaning guy on economics, closer to Bernie Sanders. I saw a picture of him once where Paul Spencer took a pilgrimage to the home of uh, uh, Eugene Debs, the socialist candidate that was thrown in prison in the early 1900s during World War I, and he's got this abortion stuff. So I could see a primary where there's to be some Democrats who might be upset about that a little bit. But here's, here's a little bit more of his explanation on abortion, since that is a hot-button issue for a Democratic primary at least even though in the general election it might not matter so much that he's pro-life. It might help him. One of the most horrendous things that, come out of, that comes out of the whole abortion issue is the culture wars that we're now engaged in. Nobody wins a culture war. It divides otherwise good people on both sides of an issue, an unwinnable issue, I have to say. And that distracts from some of the bigger issues. And I'm not saying that abortion is a small issue by any stretch of the imagination. But I am saying that if people of good faith on both sides of this issue could come together and see this for what it truly is, you know, we're being divided. And, you know, as a, as a Catholic and as a pro-life uh, mm-hmm. pr- uh, Christian, I'm, I'm basically told that in order to be a good Christian, I have to vote Republican. And I resent that 100% simply because I don't see the Republican Party as the party of life. I see that as the party of pro-birth, but there's a heck of a lot more to the issue than just forcing somebody to have a child and then forgetting that that child exists. So that's Paul Spencer. Um, The previous election, Diane Curry ran as a Democrat against French Hill. She got like 36% of the vote. So uphill battle for a Democrat in the district for sure. And the other stirring in the second district, there's an independent candidate, Natasha Holsey. She is a former owner of a vegan catering service, That's So Raw, out of Jacksonville. I spoke to her, and um, well, let's just hear a little bit from her real quick, actually. I, I um, co-own a business with my a business partner. It was called That's So Raw. We did raw vegan catering. So to us, that was a form of activism because we wanted to fight... Um, food disparity and uh, food insecurity and uh, food deserts. So she hasn't really been politically active that much before. She has been involved recently in Save Our Schools, which is about returning a school board to the Little Rock School District, which is under state control. Asked her why she's running as an independent instead of, say, the Green Party or the Libertarian Party. She uh, voted for, for Jill Stein. I, as far as... I'm concerned. I feel like I've always kind of been more of a Republican, but like lately with a lot of the things that the Republican Party is doing, I cannot in good conscience 
um, side with them. I've never really seen myself as a staunch Democrat. And so now I kind of find myself in the middle of the two. So her views seem to be uh, a little bit all over the place in some respects, uh, definitely from uh, all sorts of parts of the political spectrum. She doesn't really like the Affordable Care Act that much. She thinks it's better than it's here, than if it were just repealed. She wants it fixed in a lot of ways. She's not happy with the Democrats who passed it. She thinks they didn't really read the bill. She mentioned she was more Republican before. She said that it was in part based on her values. Here's a, She might be the first um, lesbian or one-time lesbian candidate for Congress in Arkansas. I've always um, been raised with the belief that uh, same-sex same marriage is not of God, but I find myself in a very interesting situation because I have been in relationships with women. So as someone who has been in relationships with women, I can see both sides of the spectrum of why people would say that it was okay and why people would say that it's not okay as well. So that's Natasha Holsey, and uh, she I spoke to her before an hour before she went to the Secretary of State's office to turn in some paperwork for this exploratory committee. I spoke with her later. She said she couldn't figure out how to file it. So we'll see if what happens with <laughs> with that right there. What do you What are your thoughts on the second district race, Karen? You've been a little quiet. I have been quiet. This is This is all you. You've done a, a great job <laughs> on reporting this. Uh, you've got cuts, and, and thank you for informing us. Okay. All there right. you go. Well, okay. Now you're on the hot seat, though, because you're transitioning. <laughs> To Riverfest, something, <laughs> something I can, yeah. yeah. It's a lot closer Talk. than 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been to Riverfest before, right? I have. I remember going during uh, mm-hmm. its 20th anniversary, 1997. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As a 16-year-old. What did you see? Um, I just remember there there are bands like uh, Leonard Skinner, Boys to Men, uh, Chicago, and then uh, Snoop Dogg uh, came one year, and I don't know. I haven't read the lineup this year. I'm sorry, I've been doing other things this week, but uh, can we go down that and see where we're at today? Yes, I think we can. Hold on a second. Okay, let's, uh, it begins tonight, and the, the difference in Riverfest is the past two years, it's been a music-only two-day festival, not on Memorial Day weekend. They get rid of the family-friendly activities, moved it to a separate date sometime early in the calendar, so it's supposed to be like the hip, young uh, music festival. Okay, night one, Friday evening, and it's all in Little Rock now, so. Uh, Cage the Elephant... Group Love and John Bellion. Bellion. You don't even know how to say his name. Billy Currington, <laughs> Colt Ford, and Dylan Scott. Mm-hmm. Any of those ring a bell? No, I'm sorry. And uh, I feel like I'm missing on this order. Of, well, here's some of those. So don't normally discuss such topics as race. Oh, that's not right. <laughs> no, I, I feel like Dylan Scott is a name yeah. that I've heard before, but only because it's Dylan Scott. It's just one of those names. Was the knight in shining armor? Must be doing something wrong. I don't really know. I didn't label that right. So those are some of the bands that are playing. <laughs> I mean, not bad. <laughs> yep. And uh, and so that here's Saturday. Now hang me up to Friendship turned to a bond, and that bond will never be broke. You look like I need a drink. Okay, so that was the Sarah Tones, Justin Moore, Wiz Khalifa, and Cold War Kids. Mm-hmm. Pretty wide spectrum, it seems. Um, good for all audiences. <laughs> sure, I guess. If you Something like any for of everyone. It, if you like any of it, then it's good for all sorts of <laughs> audiences. I've heard of the band Wiz Khalifa. There's some kind of 
there you group go. out there. And there's lots of Arkansas acts that uh, Little Rock podcast listeners may know from Whitewater Tavern and such. Mm-hmm. The Wildflower Review, Runaway Planet, Big Piff, and Tomorrow Maybe, among others. I know Runaway Planet. There you go. They've you probably go. been on Flap Jones's, not necessarily Nashville. Mm-hmm. So how do you think that, that Riverfest is, is marketed in these days? I don't know. It seems to me it used to be marketed with, there was always like a button that came out that said Riverfest on it. <laughs> no, I just mean, <laughs> what is it? Is it for young people, old people? But there was, yeah. I oh, it seems like it's all for younger people. Like I don't, like usually they used to have like, uh, like Parliament Funkadelic and like the Spin mm-hmm. Doctors or something where I always played every single year. <laughs> I love <laughs> so, the Spin Doctors. So stuff like that. It's, it's all like younger looking bands. Like you can even tell from the names that these are uh, younger people, I think. Mm-hmm. So I see on the bullet points for the podcast, um, you said it was hip again and how do old fogies feel? Was that like Oh, the that was like a secret in? note for us to just oh, know okay. about. I just thought I was the old fogie who's going to... Uh, no, I think we asked Michael Hiblin. <laughs> Sorry, last year about this. Well, like there aren't a lot of classic rock type. It's not the State Fair lineup. It Mm -hmm. used to be closer to the State Fair, Mm -hmm. I think, Mm -hmm. with like sticks or something. Yeah, there you go. But you know, I'm not going. So okay. Well, started by the Junior League in 1977. Used to be called Mm -hmm. the Summer Arts Festival in Murray Park. That's what my research says. Oh well, they stuck by the river, I guess. Mm -hmm. That's nice. Um, I I went last year, maybe or two years before that. That Mm -hmm. was fine. Great. Mm-hmm. And uh, Riverfest, <laughs> often credited for uh, the reason that uh, the Riverfest, Riverfest Amphitheater um, was constructed in Little Rock. And now it's got a different name, the Amphitheater. They said, you know, it used to be the Big Blue Tarp. Right. And now it's like the Green Shell, and it's like First Security Riverfest Amphitheater. Ah, uh, yes, 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 you're right. Okay, that was, see, we made that sound really fun. I hope everybody enjoys the weekend at Riverfest. Let mm-hmm. us know if you went. We might have somebody there. Send us your pictures. Absolutely. Put them on on our Facebook page. Okay. Well, that's been our week in review podcast. As you can tell, it wasn't the biggest Arkansas news week, but uh, the U.S. exiting out of climate control accords is pretty big international news. Okay. Well, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes Radio. Check us out at KUAR.org. Send us a comment. Tell us to do a better job of hyping Riverfest if you liked it and it turned out that we didn't do a good job of selling it appropriately. I tried. Okay. uh, Well, That's the week that was. I'm Jacob Kaufman. I'm Karen Trico-Stewart. Have a nice week. Mm -hmm.